0: Welcome to Our Wives Hate, this
1: NFL podcast, with David and Daniel.
0: Welcome to Our Wives Hate, this NFL podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, David. What up, David?
1: Screw Kendrick Perkins.
0: (laughs) All right, (laughs) David just uh, watched first take this morning, so he has some some, uh, <laughs> some hot takes of his own. Just
1: watched there. it two seconds ago. <laughs> no, it's it's all theater, you know. Like it, it's it's this is the thing about sports media. I know we didn't plan on starting to talk about this, but what makes our podcast uh, just a, a cut above the rest clearly is we don't get into the the theater of sports media the way Kendrick Perkins does, the way Stephen A. does. <laughs> and now even J.J. Reddick is doing it, even though he was speaking straight facts on ESPN <laughs> First Take this morning. But, I mean,
0: uh, the thing is, a lot of these shows, they just make up these opinions for clicks, for views. Right. But what, what David and I state is the hard, cold facts of the matter <laughs> I mean, and nothing else.
1: I mean, if you look at everything we've said this far, it's all been a fact. <laughs> like, <laughs> every, Absolutely. Every single, every single thing. But, uh, no, in all seriousness, I'm doing great. I'm a little tired. I get up at four o'clock every day uh, to start work. Wow! So I, I'm a little, a little, I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> it's one nineteen Eastern time, but uh, so I get up at four, and then Daniel, <laughs> he gets up at noon because he's oh, a night. bum, uh, and he told me In not my to defense, say anything. It was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it was eleven, according to him. What did you make for lunch?
0: Well, I made. I actually, <laughs> I, I, I reheated. Um, <laughs> so you okay, were late you because you had lasagna. to read. Oh my god! All right,
1: before this gets ugly, let's just let's just get into the let's just get into what we're talking about today because this is about to get ugly for you. <laughs> but okay, well,
0: Dave and I are here to react to some of the latest news, and we we first just wanted to get into the news about Derek Carr Ugh. and Geno Smith getting resigned. These were two big free agency names. We didn't know if they were going to stay with their teams. Where they were, well, we knew Derek Carr was going to go somewhere different, but we didn't know mm-hmm. if where either one was going. They end up both signing yesterday with their with new teams or new team for Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. So, what are your initial thoughts? Let's just start with David, with Derek Carr. What are your initial thoughts, David, on the Derek Carr signing? Because it's not
1: looking so good for you right now. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever <laughs> seen a team do. Um, Look, I I don't want to make it sound like I dislike Derek Carr as a person because I actually do, um, <laughs> and then, but as a quarterback, I hate him. Like <laughs> he stands for everything I hate about a quarterback. He has a lot of talent. He's a strong arm. He plays like an absolute wuss. Okay, <laughs> seriously, dinking and dunking all over the place, acting like he's just this big bad quarterback, and he's dinking and dunking everywhere. It's a, if it's a big game if it's a cold game this guy shrinks okay this guy is a shrinker all right and all the saints have done is guaranteed themselves nothing (laughs) like nothing but mediocrity no chance at a super bowl none with this guy he is a loser loser he blocks people on twitter when they criticize him that's how you know this guy's a loser it's it's absolutely incredible. Derek Carr is one of my five least favorite football players of all time. And that includes like Aaron Hernandez and uh, <laughs> and the uh, um other other athletes I want. O.J. Simpson, I put him in the <laughs> in the same category as those guys. Um and all straight no, that's that's obviously a joke. But uh for the Saints, it, it, I understand why they did it. It's like, okay, we play in a weak division and it's South is terrible. The other three teams don't really have quarterbacks. Um and so they have a quarterback who, you know, is somewhat adequate. So they should be able to win this division now, assuming Carolina doesn't make a big quarterback move. But Atlanta and Tampa Bay are going to suck next year. Um, this well, is We'll th- see about th- Atlanta. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Uh, and uh, they're going to suck next year. Um, but <laughs> but uh, it looks like the Saints, they're holding on to to something that just doesn't exist anymore. They had a Super Bowl window. They had it for four years, 17 through 20. Then, you know, Breeze retires, and then then Sean Payton retires the year after that. And it's like they're trying to hold on to something that is just gone. You know, Michael yep. Thomas doesn't play anymore. Their defensive players who were great for them are getting a little older. Um Alvin Kamara is, you know, a criminal. Um <laughs> Yeah, he is. Uh and It's time for the Saints to blow it up. Their their cap situation has been historically awful for it seems like ever now. It seems like every year it's like, oh, the Saints' cap situation. Nope, it still sucks. They're about to pay Michael Thomas how much money? How much in debt? How much dead cap is he? I think
0: his his dead cap is the number one in the NFL at fifty nine million dollars.
1: And he hasn't been a relevant player since twenty nineteen. (laughs) Like it's it's an all time bad uh, situation. So what the Saints should be doing is saying, okay, we we tried, we you know. We had this little run and it's clearly trending in the wrong direction. Uh, and uh, you know, they, and they've made such terrible decisions, like Taysom Hill, like, like, even like giving him a chance to do anything is just pathetic. And this is just another bad decision by the Saints. They're going to regret this decision because here's what's going to happen next year. The Saints are going to go, what, nine and eight? They're going to go nine and eight. They're going to make the playoffs. And then, like, the guy said on the athletic broadcast, you never know. <laughs> Actually, I do know they're going to get like, absolutely waxed in the first round, just like the Buccaneers did this year at the yeah. Cowboys. And when people were like, was- oh, don't let them in. I'm like, no, let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in. The teams are, like, lining up to play them. Like, please. Dallas was like, yes, we get to play them. We get to win a playoff game then. It's it it's a joke. They're not going to do anything with Derek Carr Productive, and they're overpaying him. He, he's not even worth $10 million, in my opinion, because you know exactly what you're getting, and if you think that's worth the amount of money they're paying, fire the GM. Fire the owner. You can't really fire the owner, but somehow fire the owner. The board the, the board of trustees, fire the owner.
0: What what people in the NFL need to realize, it's not like I'm not saying fantasy players can go out there and become GMs. There's so many things as a GM you have to deal with that we don't know about. I mean right. there's relationships, more, yeah. You have to think about the team. I I recently heard someone say there's we just usually think like, oh, either tank or be the best team. But there's all these locker room dynamics where people don't want to lose, and if you if you try to tank, you can create a losing culture that ruins the team going forward, even when you get a good pick. So like, we don't. It's not everything is black and white, is what I'm trying to say. Having said that, though, I think there needs to be more of a dynasty fantasy football mentality (laughs) in the NFL among the general managers, because in dynasty, the number one team gets a big prize every year. The number two team gets a prize. Maybe there's a third-place prize. That is it. And there's no prizes for being in the middle. The worst place you can get in fantasy football, usually in most dynasty leagues, is to be the sixth seed in the playoffs. To yeah. be the last seed in the playoffs and then lose your first game. Now you get a terrible draft pick in the next draft, and you're just stuck in the middle. You're stuck in that middle between being great and, be- and between being mediocre. And we have seen teams that do successful rebuilds like the Jaguars, like the Bengals, where you tear down in order to get that star quarterback. Yeah, and it looked like this was the time for the Saints to do that. Yes, you have Marshawn Lattimore. Yes, you have Michael Thomas. You have these older players who may still have some something year left or two if they play. Three good years left. You can trade them. You don't have to be stuck to them. Like no. you can still maybe because they're old, you're not going to get a great haul for them. But you'll get a little something for Lattimore. You can get a little something for some of these other players. And instead, the Saints are stuck in this between the hedges kind of mode where they're right. where they're gonna, like you said, you said they go nine and eight. I think they might go seven and nine and, or seven and ten and make the playoffs. I mean, that's how bad the division is.
1: So, oh no, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the Buccaneers almost won the division at seven and ten. I mean, they're eight and nine. They were they're really close. Yeah. So the Panthers too.
0: The yeah. So the Saints probably make the playoffs now, depending on how the rest of the division plays out. But you have now set yourself up. For mediocrity, they're not going to get a star quarterback. They're not going to get Caleb be, Williams. They're no. They're not going to get him. And people are like, oh, well, you know, how do you guarantee you're going to get Caleb Williams? Well, if you're in the top five, you might get another player.
1: Maybe yeah. someone like – There's another quarterback that comes Maybe up, man,
0: Ewers blows up. Yeah. Maybe Joe Milton blows up. There's people who could blow up the we are right. not even expecting e- Exactly. To so, I mean, ask a few years ago. Nobody expected Will Levis to be, you know, a top ten pick. No I thought, thought, thought Joe Burrow. Exactly. Be, who thought Joe Burrow – Exactly.
1: Who thought Joe Burrow – even heading into that year, no one was saying Joe Burrow was a, a first-round pick.
0: The year Joe Burrow won the Heisman, early in the preseason, he was sixty-to-one odds to win the Heisman. No yeah. one even thought that was a possibility. So, and now he's a
1: top-three quarterback in the NFL. Yeah,
0: and and he's not even someone who has the athleticism. Exactly. No, he has a noodle all arm. These, I agree. They think of for all these top quarterbacks. Yeah, he's
1: not athletic at all. And he's carried by his receivers. I agree.
0: Well, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But but yeah, I so I think and yes, you can build a good team around and then position like a later pick. Absolutely. The problem is the Saints were just in an ideal position to tank and because they don't want to, because they're not going to, and I've heard people say you make the playoffs, maybe you win a game, maybe you go on a run. You're not
1: going on a sustained run with that team. Exactly. That's just the reality of the situation. Right. And the, so yeah, teams need to understand like, okay, there's there's a couple philosophies. I do think like if you can go if you have the talent and can go all in and you win a Super Bowl, but knowing that you've basically ruined your future not i mean i wouldn't say the rams have completely ruined their future but the way they did it they were basically saying we want to win a super bowl screw what happens later right and so they won a super bowl and like i can respect that i can respect that thinking like okay you signed a bunch of blue chip players you got rid of all your first round picks you're going for a super bowl you understand the consequences you got a ring so it was worth it right the saints are not doing that they're 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 not even doing that like if okay if they're saying like we have enough good players. Let's go all in, and you sign Derek Carr to a four-year contract. Like this is, you're not going to get a ring. That's number one, and number two, you're going to be good enough to not get an, uh, any access to these elite quarterbacks that come in. Because now, I mean, in the draft, like I, I do think teams are a little smarter on drafting quarterbacks than they were even like you know ten years ago when teams were taking Johnny Manziel in the first round. Um, that would never happen uh, nowadays. I guess I shouldn't say that when they took Baker Mayfield. The <laughs> um, that was five years ago, though. Uh, but yeah, there's no guarantee they get a Caleb Williams type, but at least give yourself an opportunity to like get someone like that. Like, who would you rather have, Daniel? Would you rather say? Would you rather say I, I have Derek Carr for four years or I get Caleb Williams? Who would you rather have?
0: I mean, I think I'd have to go Caleb Williams. Yeah, you game. have to I take mean... Caleb Williams. You're, like, you have <laughs>
1: to. Like, the the potential is is so immense with him. And it's not even just Caleb Williams. Like like you said, it could be any other college quarterback that comes in who could be great. And then, again, Derek Carr, we know he's not great. Like, we, when you look at his career, nine seasons, averages 7.1 adjusted yards per attempt. That's not good. Um, he has a record of 63-79, and 79, which, you know, QB record is not a perfect representation all the time. But over a big sample size, it's like, oh, this guy is mediocre to below average. Like, this is what he... Uh, this is what he does for his team. Um, he had one season where he was an MVP candidate, but it was absolutely absurd that anyone thought he was an MVP candidate in 2016. Um, that's just the media being the media, you know. Um, As we talked about, you know, screw Kendrick yeah. <laughs> Perkins. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think this is a, yeah an awful move. And I, I, in a couple of years from now, uh, I think every Saints fan and people in the Saints will be like, yeah, we we have no idea why we did that. That was ridiculous.
0: Well, and. I think this ties back to last year when the Saints traded up. They traded away their first in 2023, mm-hmm. which is their first they have in this coming draft, and then they also traded away a second in 2024 just to get the 18th pick, and then use in la- in last year's draft, and then use that to move up and get a Lave. So they basically went all in, giving up all these picks for a Alave, which a is a great player. However, why in the world are you doing that? There's only one reason they did that, and it's because they thought they could go all in right now, which made no sense. So it, it comes back to the reason they made that mistake and the reason they signed Derek Carr is the same. They think they're good enough to win a championship right now, and they delusion, are not delusion. It's a straight delusion.
1: I mean, and you're all, a Saints fan, and you know that. You know it's a delusion.
0: Yeah, we've all had those days when you walk, when you wake up, and you think I am the most handsome person in the world, and then you go uh. look in the mirror, and suddenly reality <laughs> strikes. I mean, the, the Saints have to go look in the mirror and say we are not good enough to win a Super Bowl right now. They're just not. I don't care how many. I don't care how many how good they think their coaches are or how good they think their right. training is they're not they don't have the talent and you have to do a reality check and have a strategic plan that fits your situation the saints have a plan the problem is it doesn't fit their situation
1: yeah yeah i'm still mad just thinking about it. i'm and i hate the saints i hate the saints so much and i'm glad the misery is upon them but even as someone who hates the saints i'm mad for the fans like that that this this would happen um, that this would be the thing that they decide to do, you would think. Okay, so another quarterback who you know, not the same exact situation or anything like that, but you know Baker Mayfield right had some success in Cleveland right, and then Cleveland went in all in for Deshaun Watson. Um, but the the market for Baker was non-existent, like non-existent. And I, you and I were like applauding that. We were saying like, yes, okay, like, yeah, could Baker Mayfield go to a team and they can go eight and nine for a season? Sure, like. He, he could do that like he could maybe make a playoff appearance but you're not setting yourself up long term for any sort of success whatsoever with baker mayfield um and so uh, yeah you and i were two thumbs up on no team overreacting going for baker mayfield uh how many teams did he play for i, I think he was just the panthers and the rams right that's so, right and the only reason he played for the rams is because stafford got hurt like that's the only reason he played and the panthers uh, they had the weirdest quarterback situation in the entire league <laughs> with him and sam darnold and P.J. Walker, right? Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's awful. Straight from the USFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's just so bad. Um, and, and so, and, and the so the Saints are basically just taking what was a positive-looking trend, and now it's like back to the Stone Ages of thinking. Um, and they're they're going to regret it, you know, four years from now when they're not drafting, you know, when they're not drafting Caleb Williams or they're not drafting. Arch Manning or Nico or whoever these whoever the next great quarterbacks are, they can look back and say, oh, because we decided to sign Derek Carr and go 7-10 for four straight seasons. Got it. Cool. Great.
0: Yeah, and I think the way this turns out well for the Saints somehow would be if Derek Carr can regress to the levels of Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. If that could happen... Then maybe he can play them into an into a number one pick. And, but
1: and I know okay, so just go ahead and quote Sean Siegel. Just do it. I know well, you what did Sean Siegel say about Carson Wentz, Daniel? I know you wanted to say <laughs> Sean
0: it. Siegel has and he's been saying this for years. If you have Carson Wentz on your team, that's a ticket to a top five pick. So
1: Well he so no but I, I agree, Carson Wentz sucks. And so does Derek Carr. So um Derek Carr will be a great backup to have. I'd I'd love to have Derek Carr as a backup quarterback. Um Actually, no, I wouldn't. I changed my mind. I would he's not want he's
0: just too good to get to not be bad. I mean, he's right in the middle, like we were saying. He's, That's so not me- he's painfully
1: want. mediocre, and it's – I mean, there's no change in that at this point.
0: Yeah, the so. only thing – and then the other thing you have to ask the question, would you want Derek Carr, if you drafted a rookie, would you want him to be the guy like – your people are always like you should have a veteran quarterback to mentor. Okay. I don't know if you'd want to be mentored by Derek Carr.
1: That's first one. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Like you'd probably actually, it could be beneficial because you would watch him and say, okay, do nothing that he does, <laughs> and then you know, now I know how to play quarterback in this league. Um, <laughs> like, oh, I shouldn't be a complete goober. Okay, gotcha. I should actually like not be a, a weenie. Okay, got it. So maybe the Colts. After they draft the rookie quarterback, they should trade for Zach Wilson. (laughs) Uh, I would love Zach Wilson on the team. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, in all seriousness, though, like if the Saints were in a position to take a quarterback from this class, then it wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be as big of a deal because you're basically saying like we want you know this quarterback to maybe learn for a couple seasons. Or a one season, and then find a way to move off car, whatever. I don't know how the contract is working out, but the Saints really can't do that. There's no way. There's no way they're getting into that top five, where all the quarterbacks are going to get taken. Um, and they absolutely could have had a good chance to do that if they hadn't done the stupid trade with the Eagles. That's why I keep
0: coming back to that. It just yeah. it didn't make sense then. because it would it doesn't the, make sense. The, now. So the Saints
1: would have had the tenth pick. Yeah, uh, and they're in striking range of like getting a quarterback like they can trade up or whatever and and they could go for an anthony richardson or a will levis and then develop them but that's just obviously not going to happen now so they're going to have to well the the, the the these are the type of like i don't so like when i think of fan bases i don't feel bad for fan bases like chicago's or houston's because those teams suck and they're getting exciting players in right now i feel bad for like the saints i feel bad for the falcons i feel <laughs> i feel bad for the titans like because those are, t- those are organizations where there's some level of, co- of competency. Like it's, it's there. And, but there's nothing exciting coming in really from the talent perspective. Um, so I feel bad for the Saints fans right now. Um, this is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to the city of New Orleans, especially in the last 20 years. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I will say just to make the Saints fans happy. The punt block right after Katrina was beautiful. One of the best moments in football history. Everyone should go watch it on YouTube. What does this yeah. have to
1: do with anything we're talking about? <laughs> I was not even you referencing. Had, you I trashed was in.
0: the city of New
1: Orleans. I No, I didn't. I, I love <laughs> New Orleans. That's one of my favorite cities. I, w- I can't wait to go back one day. I All went right. there for the Sugar Bowl, uh, Alabama-Clemson. It was a lot of fun. I love New Orleans. All right, well, I good. I hate the Saints, though. I'm
0: glad we, I'm glad we got that out there. So yeah, Yeah. there you go. <laughs> Let's move on real quick to Gino and the yes. signing with the Seahawks. He got a lot of money, Dave.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, is really stupid. That they pay, what was it, $52 million the first year? It looks
0: like it's $105 million well, over three, three years, years. But
1: I think he's getting $52 million the first year. Maybe what?
0: they're fitting that at the cap because this year they have a lot of cap. Maybe that's how it works. It's, I mean, it's
1: amazing that he, I mean. That's it, wild, it, though,
0: because he it, it, made $18 million his entire career up to now yeah. combined.
1: I it's obviously not that big of a deal because I think both of you and I are going to agree on this, that this was the, a good decision, yeah. only if there's a caveat, only if they draft a quarterback. If they don't draft a quarterback, then I'm going to start wondering, what are you doing? Or maybe, maybe this could play out well because Geno Smith, I think, had a fluke season. Um, this is not who he is. So I think next year he's going to regress, like hardcore regress. And so maybe the Seahawks will just be terrible next year. And they'll have access to one of these elite quarterback prospects, so it might work out for them. I'll say that this is a good, good decision by them. Um, and if they draft a quarterback, that's a I think it's a good situation for them to learn and develop under a quarterback like Gino, who seems like humble and like you know he he was he went to the bench right. He his career seemed over, and then he had this miraculous season, led him to the playoffs. So I like the I like the signing. He doesn't deserve that much money, like not at all. But it is what it is. That's just the quarterback market. Uh, what was no, his just,
0: his great quote? He said, "Like they they wrote me off, I ain't right back though." or Something. Yeah, he he <laughs> said that, which
1: is just amazing. My gosh, it's uh, so inspirational. <laughs> yeah, uh, put him on
0: the cover of a self help book. Yeah, really, they wrote me off. <laughs> I ain't right back.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look at his contract real quick. But yeah, go, go ahead, and give your uh, thoughts.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was something that made sense for the Seahawks. Like we talk about the Saints, we talk about the Seahawks. Every team's in a different situation, and so. That's why you have to use a lot of strategic insight and say, Where are we right now? For a lot of teams this wouldn't make any sense, but for the Seahawks, I think it makes plenty of sense as long as they have the cap room, get a lot of it in this year, and then, you know, his last two years if he's still like let's say he let's say he's playing like a level of Derek Carr last season for the next like three years. Mm. That's not terrible. And then you can have that maybe because here's the thing. The Seahawks may be in a unique position now, now that they have Geno, where you don't have to play a quarterback you draft right away, which would be a great position if you draft an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis, who you probably...
1: Shouldn't play right away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would probably be beneficial for them to learn behind Geno, so... Correct. Yeah, I I think the best thing about this entire signing is, like you said, the possibility of mentoring a young quarterback and just giving the luxury of not having to play them right away. So that's why I, th- I can get behind it, I think it's a good move.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm reading here he can make up to 52 million dollars his first year. So there's some incentives. I think okay. he, I think it's 30 million guaranteed upon signing. So good for Gino. I mean, yeah, that's more money than I'll ever make. So I mean, good, <laughs> good for good for you, man. I uh, really think that's great. There it is. They wrote me off, but I ain't right back. <laughs> They wrote me no. but I ain't right back. I mean that Can we just
0: make that like the intro to the podcast? now? Uh, every wait. single time, yeah. <laughs>
1: my gosh. No, I agree. I agree. I I think this is this is like a smart Derek Carr like move. This is the smart way to do it. Again, only if though there's that quarterback included in it. So Seahawks need to be smart about this. Otherwise it's just three wasted seasons if you don't have a any sort of plan for a young quarterback to come in.
0: Yep. Well, those were the two big signings over that happened yesterday. But over the weekend, there was the NFL Combine. Mm. And so a lot of headlines from this, there were a bunch of players who did really well. Some positional things that we noticed at the Combine as well. So me and David just had a few thoughts to share about the Combine. And I think we should start off with the Combine just by talking about the quarterbacks, because that's going to get a lot of the buzz.
1: Uh, yeah, and it definitely did this uh, this uh, this weekend. Yeah, so sure. I
0: have the numbers pulled up here from Player Profiler. Player <laughs> Profiler kind of compiles their, and
1: it's what's indoctrinated you to think Sam Howell's good. It, that thing <laughs> no, has literally ruined your takes. Your <laughs> it's takes, been, it's your analytics. takes have been poisoned by this profiler.
0: So anyway, the Player Profiler, <laughs> it <laughs> it just. Compiles You sh- You can go to the website, playerprofiler.com. They just compile the combine workout metrics and let you know, like, how does that compare to other players in that position? So, Anthony Richardson, 99th percentile 40 yard dash, 99th percentile burst. He also weighed in at 244 pounds, which is extremely big. Yeah. 6'4, and his age is still not even 21 yet. So, I mean, incredible profile for anthony richardson from a pure traits perspective however the tape says otherwise
1: yeah yeah his his tape is uh i'll just focus on the the performance of the combine and and why i dislike the combine and uh just this whole process in general It, it none of this stuff is surprising like we all knew richardson was an athletic freak if you watched him at florida you knew you were looking at someone who yeah, you're, most quarterbacks are not like him uh, in terms of size, speed, all this athletic ability. The, the issue with Richardson, of course, has always been: can he play the position well? Now, people have been saying that from a like understanding schemes and all that stuff, like he's actually pretty solid at that. He's not um, a dumb quarterback. He's not out there playing just on off of athletic instinct. He can actually read coverages. Problem is, is like his technique with his footwork, uh, probably something also probably his throwing motion. there's there's just like technical things that he struggles with and also he played for one of the worst coaches i've ever seen in college <laughs> um who's he, i mean an awful coach and i don't understand how he has a job but uh so i think richardson was definitely held back by that but you, there were also games last year where richardson they didn't want him to throw the ball he couldn't complete passes i say all that to say this these athletic things should not surprise anyone it's good that he delivered and You know, maybe one day an NFL player will be able to do a 40-yard dash during a game. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, maybe it will work out for them. But, uh, yeah, none of this is all that shocking. And to me, if if people are saying that now he's the first overall pick because of the combine, that's just stupid. Uh, Yeah, I don't think think he'll be –
0: on that note, I don't think he'll be the first overall pick, right. but I think this performance is going to get a lot of people who are focused on the ceiling. And we like to talk about the ceiling. The ceiling's important. It's,
1: it's important. His ceiling is really high. So, But he's a kind of guy that he has to go to a very specific kind of team in order for like me to feel comfortable like or confident that he can have success. So let's say the Seahawks drafted him. I would feel a lot better about that than if the Texans drafted him, right? If the Texans drafted him, He's probably playing right away, which I don't think is a great idea. The Seahawks drafted him. He's sitting for a year, two years, and then he's playing, which seems to be a lot better. Right. Uh, so Seahawks
0: or Lions are those two teams that are like the ideal landing spots for right. one of those early picks.
1: Right, exactly. They, they can afford to take one of these guys because they have competent quarterbacks currently who can lead them to some level of success. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, so he had a pretty good combine. Another great combine was from C.J. Strout, who was in Anthony Richardson's group during the combine. Yeah. And all the reports were that C.J., his throws just had a lot of accuracy and that he's yeah. very precise in the way he throws the ball and in the, his ball placement specifically. He doesn't place it at a place where the wide receiver could get hurt or hit really hard, yeah. so he's very careful to – fit it into a nice slot so the receiver can catch it and come down or make a move and not get tackled. So that that's really good. I think a lot of people have been comparing him to Jared Goff throughout the process as like maybe his like, I think that's more of his floor maybe or maybe like his middle scenario. But I think it was a pretty good combine for him and teams are impressed by that kind of accuracy, especially if he has good weapons. He could be just a pocket passer who has a lot of mobility as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, so one guy, who, one Twitter account who I trust a lot, Benjamin Albright. He's okay. a really, really good insider, but he was talking about how like Richardson won the competition from the perspective of look, here's what he looks like, and then from the throwing perspective, he said C.J. Stroud was the one that stood out the most. Um, yep, and throwing against nobody. So that's why again, this is to me the combines irrelevant in terms of that. So when you watch Stroud play, the challenge obviously at Ohio State is everything is pretty. There's not a lot of challenges that Ohio State faces throughout a year because the Big Ten is awful. They play a bunch of defensive backfields with no, like just next to no athletes at all. So everything's just super easy. So Stroud is one of the harder quarterbacks to evaluate, right? Because when you watch him, it's like, dude, you're never challenged at all when you play. You you just can sit back there. He has some beautiful throws. I mean, he's a pretty thrower. Like his, yeah, I mean, he's, it's, he's fun to watch, but I mean, the combine doesn't really, to me, the combine for him is similar to like when he, the teams he played in college, like Northwestern. Like what kind of challenges he getting out of playing Rutgers or, you know, these teams like that. So to me, Stroud still, again, even after this combine, I still have the same questions about him and his ability. I know he was defending himself on like, he doesn't, he didn't run that much in college. Yep. Which I, I think is totally fine. You don't have to run a lot, um, but it would, you know, look at Mahomes, right? Obviously, CJ Stroud will never be Mahomes, but Mahomes is not a runner, but he scrambles and gets ten yard gains when he needs them. Stroud needs to grow in, in doing that and not just being only like throw, 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 throw. Like, no, you throw, run, run a little bit, get those like ten yard gains uh, when there's like a wide open space in front of you, like Mahomes does so well. Uh, so yeah, he still has a lot of room to grow. I'm not, I don't, nothing about him changes it all for me after the combine
0: yeah and during the college season stroud i had a lot of questions on stroud like you're saying because of the no competition that he plays but then that georgia game he was was awesome electric and i think that's the biggest question with stroud is is the georgia game an anomaly or Mm -hmm. is that who he can be against an elite defense he's going to be Every interview just saying, look at the Georgia game. Watch my film from the Georgia game. But the rest of the season was not as great. The Michigan game was horrible. So it's really going to come down to that Georgia game and and whether you can trust one game. I tend to be someone who looks at one game and does see a lot of potential just from one game. That's why I'm now a lot higher on Joe Milton after a one Clemson game in the college season. Oh my god! We don't need to get into that. I wish
1: people could see my eyes rolling right now. (laughs) We
0: don't need to get into that, but what I'm saying is I—
1: and That's not why you're high on Joe Milton. You're high on Joe Milton because you're a Tennessee homer. No, no. That that's is just, that's what it is, though. No, I have an unbiased perspective that I like to give the listeners. Yeah, Joe Milton, and, who can't—just oh, like, like Anthony Richardson, can't complete passes. All right. <laughs> uh, he's he's—he's amazing, yeah.
0: But, but yeah, C.J. Stroud—and I, I, I'll be honest. I was fully out on him until the Georgia game.
1: Now I'm back in. So
0: I'm getting excited about C.J. Stroud.
1: I think I mean, I, he could be really good. It's just hard to tell with him. It really is. Yeah. So,
0: once again, quarterback hit rate's low. I, I did see an interesting hypothetical I wanted to ask you, David. All right. If there was a 20 – if you knew right now 80% chance Anthony Richardson busts and 20% chance that he hits, knowing what his ceiling is, would you still take him in the top 10 if you're an NFL team?
1: I mean, it depends on what are the percentages for the other quarterbacks. Is it okay. the same? I would say, uh, I would say probably better for the other quarterbacks that they would, I, hit, I, but they don't have the same ceiling. I would say that you probably should not take him if, the, okay. if it's that low percentage. Uh, it's already tough to begin with. It's already tough to even figure out who these, how good these guys are, until they get into the NFL. So. I would I would not take Richardson if it was twenty percent not not with that high of a pick um, I'd probably play a little safer than that that's pretty low you know
0: and I think we we like to think as fans what should they do long term a lot of these GMs are not able to think ten years down the road because. Their job is on the line a lot of the time, right. so that's yeah, what makes it so the hard. Chiefs the Chiefs GM
1: track. can do that because he has my home, so he can think of yeah. as <laughs> far as he wants. But like, yeah, the the Panthers GM or whoever, like these these top five teams, like they're not thinking about that stuff. They're trying to they're trying to get to the next contract uh, for themselves, uh, as opposed to yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree. And that factors that. into
0: like we talked about earlier with Carr, It's kind of in the background. We can't just look at this from what's the best thing for the team to do because unfortunately, a lot of times they don't do what's in their best interest. Because they're worried about the next one or two years only.
1: Yeah, they don't have the the long term perspective. They're cowards. I agree. <laughs> Total cowards.
0: All right, one more quarterback who impressed at the combine from a physical perspective in some ways was Bryce Young, who weighed in at 204 pounds. Well, that's because he acted like a, a reverse
1: <laughs> a reverse UFC fighter. Instead of losing much weight, he just gained a much weight last minute.
0: He drank so much milk in the last three mm-hmm. weeks that I don't I can't imagine what and it was he's, like. He's to be five around. ten.
1: Look, he's small. We all know he's small. It's it's going to be a problem, you know, um, at some point in his career. It, it, it's a big deal. Um, but I know everyone was fascinated by it, the how, how tall he was. Was he 5'10"? Five t- five yeah, so he's 5'10 and wow. one-eighth of an inch. Wow.
0: I'm, the over al- under, I'm almost as tall as him. The over-under for, for him to measure him was 5'10 and a half, so he actually was under that. But I think more people were focused on the weight because he's over 200. Now he can say, I'm not over 200, even though – if you look at a picture of him and Kyler Murray, who weighed in at two hundred seven, Kyler was so much more jacked. I mean, yeah. Bryce Young's playing weight is probably one eighty five. I'll be honest; it's definitely nowhere near two hundred plus. So, yeah. Now he has. Now he can lose all that weight for his pro day, where he won't weigh in, of course.
1: Of course, he's just he's just playing the game. You know, he he's yeah. Uh, it's just funny it's just funny the, the the whole size thing it feels like every year there's always like a how big are his hands and yeah. <laughs> um, like those kind of things it, people talk about it and it's always a little weird I'm like I don't care how big another guy's hands are like just <laughs> shut up and stop talking about this please Um, I don't only I, I don't want to end on Bryce so I want to talk about one more guy okay uh, real quickly and this is a man that is very polarizing here in the south but I'm starting to be extremely fond of him Stetson Bennett. I knew you were going to say that. You know, the more I think about Stetson Bennett, yes, was he publicly intoxicated, of course. But like he said... <laughs> Aren't he's, we all? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> we're not. But like he said, he said, I'm the fourth. Stetson Bennett the fourth, which I thought was a funny way to put it. I'm the fourth. Um, you know, I just think that this man, is he's, he's known for his humility. Um, he... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Screw this guy. I seriously, Stetson Bennett, just stop. I, it, you know, I, I just wanted to bring him up because Georgia fans who are delusional. Um, and hey, by the way, Georgia fans, if any of you are listening, you only can win titles when the opposing team's best wide receiver gets hurt. That's happened two years in a row now. <laughs> against Alabama, against Ohio State, you would have you would have zero national championships if you did not intentionally hurt another player's wide receiver. You guys are frauds your national championships do not count okay they don't count so in my (laughs) mind you haven't won any since 1980 to me this year's national champions the rightful champs are the Ohio state buckeyes and last year was alabama that's how i'm gonna view it that's ridiculous that's how i'm viewing it sorry (laughs) but stetson bennett is uh i just put down he's johnny menzel with a natty okay he has two actually has two (laughs) he has two natties now um a little two fake natties that don't count um Stetson Bennett is gonna suck, and he's not gonna have an NFL career. And I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: He did have a decent combine. I mean, I think.
1: Uh, oh, I think oh. He, I
0: think he's made himself be. He's gonna go in like the fourth or fifth round.
1: What a waste of a pick! I mean, imagine imagine drafting that late and just wasting a pick like that. Don't just try to get depth at corner or defensive line or offensive line. Draft Stetson Bennett, who we all know is never gonna be a starting quarterback. I think everyone's everyone's aware of that. But what
0: if he's a backup? I mean, where would you take? Would you draft a good backup in the fourth or fifth round?
1: I don't think he'd be a good backup. That's the problem. Okay. Otherwise, I would. Otherwise, I would. Otherwise, I would. I totally, I I totally would. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, because that's where the Cowboys drafted Dak Prescott. (laughs) That's right. Great backup. Look at that. (laughs) Uh, Romo
1: should still start over him. I still think that.
0: And we're not going to talk about Will Levis. We need to get into Will Levis because. He is getting a little bit overshadowed by Anthony Richardson's crazy physicals. And a lot of the reason people yeah. like Will Levis is the same reason they like Anthony Richardson. He has the tools. He has the athleticism. Right. He has the big frame and the huge arm. Right. But he didn't disappoint, I don't think, of the combine. He showed no. everyone that he has all the tools that we thought that he had.
1: Yeah, he had, he had a screwdriver. He had a hammer. He had <laughs> drill bits. Uh, he, had, <laughs> he had all the tools. Yeah, he brought his tool bag. <laughs> Not the builder over here. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's funny because I I really didn't see any coverage on him at all. It was just really just Anthony Richardson Love Fest. Um, (laughs) And then CJ Stroud got some love as well. Um, And and obviously Bryce Young. So those three guys really stole the show. Levis is kind of, you know, but he'll be a top 10 pick, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think at this point. We can say confidently, all of these guys are going to go
0: in the top ten.
1: Yeah, Richardson, Young, Sage, Stroud, Will Levis, in no particular order, but uh, those four guys are top ten picks, if not top five picks, so depending on how teams draft uh, trade up. Because look, here is the thing: the thing with Richardson's hype now is that I saw someone tweet out that the Arizona Cardinals are really happy about this because they're in the top five, but they they're not going to draft a quarterback, so they could just trade with you know maybe yeah. the Raiders or maybe the Lions or whoever like whoever the, uh, the maybe the Panthers. Um, they they can trade with a desperate team and then stay in the top ten and then get additional capital. Um, so the Cardinals are loving this. They they are loving the fact that teams are just uh that Anthony Richardson is getting hyped and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think the hype continues with him. I'm I'm calling right now. This is going to go three straight picks, just like we saw in the twenty. 20- 20 draft i believe it was or 2021 draft where it just yeah, it was lawrence
1: wilson and lance yeah i think
0: this is exactly going to go young stroud richardson right away and then mm. Levis go somewhere the rest of the top
1: i, I yeah i will talk about it at some point later with the mock draft but i agree with you that the these guys are going to go back to back to back if not i mean the colts draft are drafting fourth they could go back to back to back to back like yeah, we, we could. See or the Colts all, could be one of those teams that trades out to get their guy. Yeah, yeah. like exactly. Well, yeah, because you know the Bears are not going to draft a quarterback, and then now they're the Cardinals, so I think we'll probably see those two picks uh, flipped somewhere yep. somewhere yep. else. So, yep. So
0: yeah. So that was the quarterbacks. I did want to get into just to make just to tell David the truth about this combine, <laughs> oh, and that gosh. is, I don't care about positional value. I'm not talking about that but from a actual, so actual you sh- player so I perspective. I should not listen
1: to anything you say because no, you, no. you open up by saying, I don't care about positional no, value. No, I do care. So, I'm I, should saying, ignore, so I should ignore I'm you. i what
0: I'm about to say doesn't relate. I'm not talking about positional value yet. But Bijan oh. Robinson is a top five player in
1: this draft. In no, terms he's, of not. His talent, yes, he's not. Yes, he was. No, he's not. He's he was not, incredible. He's not a top 100 player. Oh, my god. <laughs> he's a running back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bijan Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this. He's a running back. I don't care what how good he is a running back. He has no value. So wrong. I mean, the man, so right, so right.
0: Oh. So you're saying running backs have value? I think whoever drafts Bijan Robinson is going to make their offense elite. I said it. I said it first. As no, long it's long going as to make their offense.
1: Uh, it's going to make it stupid because they're going to run too much. I if, mean, if he goes to it, like if he goes to the Eagles, I think that's a that's not the worst pick ever, but it's still a, an egregiously bad
0: pick. So I got his work, his combine metrics here. His 40 yard dash was 86th percentile. Whoa. His speed score, 89th percentile. His first score, good. 82nd percentile. All of those are in the 80s. Now throw in that his college dominator rating, 86th percentile. His college, those are bad. 76%. This is a complete profile. Everything about it is phenomenal. Wait, wait,
1: hold on, hold on. Um, those are not that great. No,
0: no, it is great because
1: the seventy-six no, no, percentile is great. Well, here's the thing:
0: most most people. He ru- seems overrated to me. He's two hundred fifteen pounds. Most running backs that get that speed, that have faster speeds, are much lighter. His profile is fantastic because he has everything. Most players just have they're fast, but they're skinny, or they have good production, but they're slow. He has he's high in everything. That's why I'm saying someone at the, I don't know if he's going to go in the first round now because I don't think a lot of teams are going to draft him. I think I still think he is late because he's a running back. I understand. Yeah,
1: it's exactly. He so I cannot wait to watch him average three point seven yards per carry in his NFL career. When
0: a running back's in their prime, on their rookie deal, when they're cheap, Mm -hmm. just
1: draft him and use him for
0: his rookie deal, and then let him be a free agent. It would be an amazing. No,
1: wrong because you get the
0: fifth year option.
1: Wrong because you can just draft a running back in a later round, and you'll be just as fine. You can do a running back You weekend? won't
0: have this athlete. I'm telling you right now. Not
1: okay, tell me what team really needs it. Tell me. I don't the, think any team really the, Chief, the Chiefs really just won a Super Bowl it. with a seventh-round pick as a running back. I know. I'm, I'm saying I don't think right? any team really needs it. The Rams won the year before. They had no running back. But I'm saying it, – The it, Buccaneers it, won the year before. They had a, wa- a washed-up running back. The uh, Chiefs won the year before that, they didn't have a five hundred yard rusher. The Patriots won before that, they had Sony Michel. The Eagles won before that, they had a hodgepodge of running backs who weren't even first round picks. The, the Patriots won before that. It's like you can go down the line of teams that win, and what you notice, oh, the running backs are not elite. So What
0: about the Seahawks?
1: Uh Marshawn Lynch, a all time great, great defense. A dominant running back led great them to defense. the Super Bowl. Nope, without Russell Wilson, that defense, Marshawn Lynch is a footnote in history. No right, one, well, no one cares about Marshawn Lynch if it's not for Russell Wilson and that defense, mainly the defense.
0: If you, if you remember, one reason they won in the playoffs against the Saints was because of Marshawn Lynch. Go back and watch. They had, they had,
1: had one great game, but that was when the league was a lot dumber. That was a dumb league compared to now.
0: And Bijan isn't going to go in the top five. We're not a dumb league. He, he, shouldn't,
1: even, he shouldn't even be drafted. That's the thing. He shouldn't even you be are drafted. So
0: wrong. He is a <laughs> elite athlete. I mean, I don't, you. He's an elite go. athlete
1: at a position that doesn't matter.
0: What if you put him at like tight end?
1: Okay, fine. Put him at tight end. And but,
0: now, now he's one of the best players in the draft. I mean, it, just because he's a running back doesn't mean we should devalue him this
1: much. That's I, I don't. I don't think he should be in the league. <laughs> I don't think running backs should even be a position anymore. <laughs> you, it should be uh, all throwing. I'm, I can't. I'm, obviously, I'm obviously kidding, but no, he shouldn't be drafted. You shouldn't draft any running backs.
0: You are you are out of your mind. I'm not. This is such a bad take. It's I not a bad even. take.
1: It's not a bad take at all. At all. <laughs> I, I, a team that doesn't draft running backs is a team that's going to win a lot of games.
0: Okay, we're going to have to have a full episode where we break down this in more detail. All but right, for sure. For we'll, sure. Ha- we'll just have a full episode where we we come with like three pages of notes each, and we just lay on the biggest debate you've ever seen. Five I'm not minutes. De- each. Hold
1: on. I'm not. I'm not debating this topic with you because I'm right. No, you're not. You're not right. I'm yes, sorry. I am. Running backs don't have a lot of value. That's a fact. I just. I don't even. Do, do long know. snappers get drafted? Tell me. <laughs> So why should a position that doesn't have a lot of value get? Why should the running backs get drafted? Why why should they? Why, when they don't have a lot of, no, we'll, talk about this later. we'll talk about this later. But but yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll have to leave that for the listeners for next time. But um,
0: but yeah, a few just other things I wanted to mention. The wide receivers in this draft are not the same tier that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. I think all their athlete I mean, it wasn't bad, but you don't have any like superstars like we had last year. I think you. I I still think Jason will be a superstar, but. He's not. He's not in the super same high. level.
1: No, he's not super high, like. He's Garrett not Wilson as good as Garrett Lave. Wilson,
0: probably, or that. Yeah. So he's still great. I think he's gonna. I think J- Jackson Smith and Jigba could still become top seven wide receiver in the NFL. That's his his ceiling. But I don't think he's someone teams are gonna draft in the top fifteen picks. So it's yeah, the wide receivers aren't as good. But the tight ends did stick out a lot of good tight ends, a lot of good tight ends. So many good tight ends that I think a lot of teams might just be like, "I'm gonna wait till the second or third because yeah. I like how deep this class
1: is." You know, I think a team that really could be going for a tight end is the Falcons because they just they need tight end. Oh help. my! God. They they really need tight end help. Um, they're struggling right now. They're they had this guy. What's his name? <laughs> stop, Kyle stop, stop. Armpits. Armpits. <laughs> What's his name? I the don't last know. ten minutes
0: of this podcast have been some of the worst moments of my entire life. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and then I, I think a team that should trade up to get a quarterback real fast is uh, the Commanders. They desperately need a quarterback. Okay, get out of here. <laughs>
0: get out. All these takes are. Sam Howell is. If he was in this class, he would be a top ten pick. Let's be honest.
1: How many touchdowns does uh, uh Cobbitts have in his last two seasons?
0: Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> stop.
1: If the answer is three. Stop.
0: Stop. The answer is three. <laughs> yes.
1: You should have seen your face. Guys. You were so red. you You knew the number no, was did. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so last year, Pitts, twenty-eight receptions on fifty-nine targets. That's a catch percentage of forty-seven and a half percent. Twelve point seven yards per catch. Three hundred fifty-six yards. Two touchdowns. He. He increases touchdown total by 100% year over year. Wow, what a productive season by him.
0: I mean, I hate Arthur Smith. That has nothing to do with Hits. I will say I am a little bit concerned on Hits that his yards per route run
1: went down
0: slightly in 2022. I attribute that to having okay. Drake London on the field. And Drake London is an amazing It's amazing, amazing player.
1: you're concerned about that and not concerned about the fact that he's not any good.
0: He what? Yeah. Okay, horrible take. Bijan is going to be the best running back in the NFL as soon as which he starts. Which means nothing. Which means nothing. It does. It does mean nothing. Thank you. You, agree. No. You agree. No. Thank you. you agree. You agree. Thank you. No, said it does not. You disagreed with me. I, you disagreed with I, me. Bijan <laughs> Robinson. Look at Brees Hall on the Jets last year. You don't need him, but look at what he adds to the offense.
1: Oh, my gosh. Look how look.
0: good their offense was with Brees Hall versus without Brees Hall. Look that up, David. You'll see what what happens when you have a star running back. And they got him in the second round, early second round, amazing pick. He should have been a first rounder.
1: And didn't he get hurt like every running back does? Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. So, oh, li- I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> Did you hear him there? <laughs> <laughs> Brees Hall, he played in seven games, started two. They had a couple good offensive performances, but that's it. I mean, yeah, you're you're just. I mean, I'm right and you're wrong, and it's just a couple of good is,
0: offensive performances. He was on track to have the best rookie running back season. In I'm world talking play. about
1: the Jets offense, not him.
0: But 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Because of>
1: him. <laughs> no, he he had a good season. I mean, you know, he. I mean, clearly the team. Was gonna, you know, he could carry Zach Wilson. Clearly, obviously, we don't need to keep talking about this. <laughs> we have to, we have to wrap this sucker up. We just went off the deep end right now with our, our classic debates. This is what it's like for me and Daniel off the pod. <laughs> we just always end. It, it, I think I've, done. I've revealed my true self. <laughs> Yeah, Daniel loves running backs. He, he loves things of no value.
0: I don't love running backs, but I love amazing players. And Bijan running back, Bijan Robinson, <laughs> Bijan running back. <laughs> yeah, Bijan running back. He's an amazing player. I'll call him that. <laughs> um, Bijan running back.
1: Bijan mustard. Y'all will
0: see. This man, if the Chiefs get him,
1: the NFL is, is
0: ruined for the next five years.
1: Yeah, because the Chiefs really have had no success the last five years or anything. They, they've really been struggling. Yeah, Literally. that's what you'll
0: think when you see their team with Bijan. It'll be night and day. Night and day.
1: So they'll win two more Super Bowls? Oh, they've already won two Super Bowls without him. Great. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well, imagine what they could do with them.
1: They'll probably win the same amount. <laughs> no. <laughs> won't be any different. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think we need to wrap up. But that was pretty fun. Uh, next week, are we taking a little break? We're we're both. Well, you're going to the beach. That's and right. Then, uh, I mean, I'll just be, I'll just be here. But uh, yeah, no, enjoy the beach. We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get back at it in a couple of weeks. Get ready for the draft, free agency, all that stuff. I think free agency is actually starting next week. Yeah. So we'll have a lot to talk about. So it'll
0: be great. Yeah, we'll come back with a reaction to it. where will Aaron Rodgers be. Where will some of these right. big free agent names land? It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast, and that'll set us up for the draft perfectly. That's right, that's right. All right, well, until next week, we will see you and we apologize to our wives because they hate this podcast.
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry, Lauren. <laughs> sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to another episode of Our Wives Hate. This NFL podcast. Learn more at NFLpod.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NFL Husbands. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Unless you're our wives, of course.